All right, we're live. John Jackson, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, good, thank you. Nice, how about you? Good, 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 good. It's always funny because we, we do the how you doing before we start recording, then we start recording, and you kind of, you have to do it again. It's like obligatory. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's good to finally chat. We were, we were saying that we've kind of known each other on Twitter for ever and uh, for years and back from when you were doing Magento. And that was, uh, it's been like five years or so since you kind of exited uh, an agency. Is that, is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Nice. And, uh, and so what do you, what do you, so you, you do lecturing, what do you like, you do a whole bunch of stuff. What do you, uh, what all do you do these days? Yeah. Well, so it's a big question. It's like, how long have we got? So yeah, I mean, my background was like, I've, I've never, I've never had a full-time job, which I'm, I'm pretty proud of. That seems, how, that's how old are you? Line. How old are you? Cause I always, I'm 35, I'm 36. Oh, that's pretty 36. Okay. Cause sometimes people yeah. say they've never uh, had a full-time job and they're like 25 and they just start, you know, Yeah. but that's, <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think, um, I think I'm probably unemployable in like full-time context now. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I love it. So I've always, I've always loved doing different things. So I, I went to uni and then I was freelancing straight away. That's cool. So I set up my own business and, and then, then co-founded an agency, which was a rocky ride for about six or seven years. Agencies it, are tough. Man. There were lots of good things. It's a tough but, business. Yeah. And, and the mix, it just, it was what it was and touched a bit of Magento while I was there, survived to tell the tale. Um, I think we, we met each other because of some yeah, mutual interest with, like, I think you were running a product, a SaaS, yeah. SaaS product at the time, which was really cool. Thanks, man. And it, it sort of introduced you to a really low paying and annoying client. Um, <laughs> I love, so, I love, uh, all, my, I love then, all my clients. <laughs> yeah. And, and then after, after I, I'd started going more independent and I started part-time teaching and then kind of got out of the agency. How did you get into, te- how did you get into teaching? Not many people in, so, in tech do that. It's yeah, yeah. So it, it was, it was completely, it was a random coffee shop conversation with like the head of department at mm. the university. Cause I, got to know the university because it was in our local town uh, and high Wycom yeah. in the UK. Yeah. And we had actually employed some of the graduates from the uni there. Right. Uh, so I, I'd known the head of department and we were having a coffee one day. Um, and it came up somehow in conversation that they sometimes needed people to do lecture, um, you know, teach modules. And I was like, Oh, I might be interested in that. And it started from there. And I, so I took on one module part time, just like software development type of stuff. Yeah, it was actually web services. The module was web services and they had nobody to teach it. It like, so I like threw my hat in the ring and made it up as I went along. And that's I didn't cool. know what I was doing. I knew about web services a bit because that's my background, but I didn't know what I was doing uh, in front of students, but it was great fun. They yeah. were learning. I was learning. That's cool. And then it just slowly evolved from there. Did you, um, did you yeah, get been, like a much, good. I say, did you get a much better 
like obviously you had um you know you had experience like working as a developer running all that kind of stuff then when you went to teach um web services did you get a much better like understanding of of what you what you were teaching than even than having done it for I years think, yeah looking back so now having like been teaching for six or seven years like part-time it's been so good for me because teaching helps you get inside a topic yeah you have to know it yeah it forces you it pushes yeah. you yeah. and that's been really good for me because i think one of the downsides of always being like an independent coder because bear in mind i started out coding like 20 years ago and you didn't even have Twitter. I didn't have a community or anything around me. I was kind of learning in isolation, right? Mm -hmm. And you miss out on a lot of that sort of collaborative learning and knowing what you should be doing. Yeah. And I think now coming back to teaching, it's like forced me to dig deeper on some of the things that I've had gaps on, you know, from, from my younger days. So it's yeah. been really valuable. So if and you're... Even so, so you're, I started doing... Uh, Sorry, I started doing a hundred days of code on on Twitter, um, like recently. Nice. Um, yeah. Even though I'm 20 years in, you know. Yeah. Why not? Why not? That's cool. And by the way, I I, I apologize. I, I interrupt a lot, so interrupt me. You know, feel feel free. Don't worry. Um, but I was gonna say, so if you're 35, 36, 20 years ago, you would have been 15, 16 when you started coding. Yeah. I started it at the same time. Yeah. I, I remember I got like a, a book on C programming um, and, and just, you know, just jumped into it and then um, started taking uh, classes at a community college and stuff like that. And just like fell in love with it. Nice. You know? Yeah. Um, do you, uh, yeah, do I, you my, uh, my first language was PHP in the, okay. in the dark old days. When, yeah. Uh, when that you could um, build incredibly insecure and, and badly <laughs> built websites. Um, so they said that those were fun days. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and, and so do you, um, do you, do you code professionally now still or? Um... When I can, so mm -hmm. it goes up and down. So actually one of the independent projects I got involved with after I got out of the agency or while I was getting out of agency style, um, agency side was I met a couple of non-technical founders, well, aspiring founders in the TV and film industry. And they basically wanted to build, we'd already known each other from a tiny little app project, which I'd helped on. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up building something out, building out a platform and then expanding it and i was building it all in php in mm. code igniter right so rock nice um, <laughs> um so i was building it all and loving it i was maybe working two three days a week on it and they had a little bit of funds to kind of seed it um and i was kind of building out quite quickly and that that was great and and that we ended up managing to sell that they sell the whole thing and we oh, got nice. in front of some larger company that wanted the tech we hadn't generated any revenue um, but they wanted the tech. So that, that kind of ended up really, that was a kind of really interesting journey. That's so I was cool. coding a lot during that phase. Then I kind of, it fell off a bit for another year. Now I'm coding a little bit on and off, um, mainly in like Laravel, PHP, mm -hmm. not as much as I want to, because I've got a new venture. I can't stop trying to launch new things. Um, I like. trying to build something new. Um, 
So I code I code when I can, but yeah, it, it comes and goes. Yeah, but you're not like doing consult. You're not doing a lot of like consulting work as a developer kind of deal. Not not a lot. I do. Um, I've got one or two gigs where it's low level or low quantity kind of consulting on startups with like mm. non-technical founders because I can help them out quite a lot. Just make sure they don't make the wrong decisions or you know really burn a load of cash when it's not the right thing to do. Um, right. So I do a little bit of that on the side as well. Got it. Nice. Um, and then there's the ebook that you did on, um, on, uh, yeah. jo like job searching, like modern day, which is what, yeah. how did you, how did you like, uh, uh, fall into that project? Yeah. So that, that was th this August, this summer. So I had this August was a bit quieter. So teaching had quietened down. So I actually had some clear days over, you know, a few weeks, which was like unprecedented, and I realized I was thinking of putting an online course together before mm -hmm. this. And, you know, that was kind of bubbling about like startups and stuff. And I was, but I didn't, I didn't kind of get around to it. And then I realized, well, I wanted to put something together for students as well. And I realized I, I picked up loads of stories and experiences and tips and ideas to do with getting your first job in tech because I've mm. been working with students. And I, I've got them some roles at like local gotcha. companies. Right, right. I remember right, right. when when I was hiring. So I think I hired my first hire in my early twenties. Again, I didn't know what I was doing, mm -hmm. but and then subsequently hired a few few others. But they all found me. They'd reached out to me, mm -hmm. and that's always been a massive bit of advice I give to people that if yeah. you speculatively outreach, reach yeah. out to people. Yeah, you'd be amazed at like it just it can work so well and i put yeah, those and yeah. i realized i picked up all these examples all these tips real world examples over the last yeah. you know 15 12 15 years and i thought hey let's turn this into a guide uh, let's put it into a document because i meet yeah. new students every year and i tell them loads of random stuff yeah but i don't keep track of what i tell them put it all so in it'd one be place. great to have it in a single yeah. guide yeah. 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 I could just, Hey, look, here's, here's my brain dump. Go and read it. And, nice. Um, and then it turned into a mini book. It was like 65 pages or something. Nice. And I was like, Oh wow. Cool. That's, and it took me like a week to put it together and then like a week to edit and get it online. That's cool. And you know what? It was amazing to be able to start and finish something. You know, right, because I hadn't felt right. like I'd finished anything for ages. Because <laughs> compared to uh, building software, uh, like it's it's yeah. never it's never done. It's never done. It's like yeah, you get it out, totally. and then there's bugs, and then it's just, <laughs> and then there's new features, and then there's new bugs, and then it's just like yeah, yeah. That there's something to me that totally. sounds very very attractive about that as well. Like do a project, actually have it done. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. That's interesting. I, you know, I really fell into, you know, the, the whole, um, job thing, hiring thing as well. Like I built, you know, like my main thing I do now that pays the bills is commerce hero, which is like a hiring platform and uh kind of a recruiting type of a deal. And, and, uh, I was working on the email SAS app. And before that I had been a developer my whole life. And then, um, I started getting a little businessy, you know, by, by building the SaaS app and stuff. And then, 
And then um, I had just, I had, I'd go to conferences and I, you know, connect with the Magento community, do the podcast. And, um, you know, I'd hear people say, man, we're trying to hire, we're trying to hire. And then on the flip side, I would know developers that were like, um, you know, oh, you know, I would know that they would maybe open to a job or whatever. And it's just like, oh, it's straightforward. And I made a couple, kind of like you said, I just made a couple referrals just organically. And I went, this is pretty straightforward, you know? And, and so then, um, so I, I kind of just fell into it and I still, it still feels weird. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think a lot of times people that have the, and this kind of goes to sort of the whole modern day job searching thing, or just kind of the way, almost the way jobs and innovation work in, in, in the current day, which is a lot of times, somebody that is new to a field has better insights or, or somebody who, you know, has experienced the field like from different angles, right? Like you experienced it trying to hire someone, you experienced what that felt like. I experienced the job market as a developer. I wasn't just like, I'm going to be a recruiter and I studied to be a recruiter and I've been a recruiter for 20 years. Like I just experienced it from this angle and you sprinkle a couple of those things together. You just go in and just kind of do it, not really knowing what you're doing. And, and a lot of times that's how you, figure stuff out you know yeah yeah Le- learning by doing is yeah it's often the best way you know um, yeah and interestingly uh yeah I, I think that's how a lot of my a lot of the random good things that have happened to me have just been through like just connecting the dots between random conversations or random experiences yeah uh it's, yeah it's really powerful yeah like when i um when I like with the outreach thing too, I know I, I, I glanced at your table of contents cause I'm a horrible reader. Um, but, uh, I saw, you know, the outreach uh, piece in there that you, that you mentioned. And I, I started doing some LinkedIn outreach for, for commerce hero and stuff like that. And, uh, and then I just found how easy it was. Um, now if you do it and I want to get into some of the details here, I'm curious about some of the details on, on this because yeah. there's a lot of, LinkedIn outreach that in my opinion is very bad. Um, and the yeah. way that I tended to do it was just less is more kind of approach, very low key, not sending massive, you know, paragraphs and things like that to people I don't even know. Um, very simple, like, like very not rocket science, but keep it simple, keep it personal. Um, and I was just shocked by the, um, the types of results I got. So whenever, you know, I would tell people too, like if I couldn't directly help them with a job, I'd be like, dude, just do some LinkedIn outreach, like search for the type of person that would hire you search for their job title, connect with a certain number of people in your second degree network and send them a short and sweet message, you know? Um, anyway, so like I, I, I think about that kind of stuff all the time, like outreach, uh, you know, approaches. It's, it's, it's so powerful. I mean, everything in business and everything in work is, is human interaction, right? I mean, pe- yeah. people hire people, people buy from people. Yeah. Um, just trying to automate the heck out of everything is fine at a certain scale and depends on what you're doing. But um, I love I love the phrase of, you know, I can't remember who, who coined it, but the, you know, doing do things that don't scale. Yeah, I think it was Paul Graham, um, I want to say. Like the truly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro- probably it sounds yeah. about right. Um, and because that that's what's 
like so special um on 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 that note i like so one interestingly going back to the story of like the the startup that we we managed to sell or the tech we managed to sell so one of my co-founders um he because they'd been involved in like the uh, like the union side of things in the industry, TV and film industry. Right. They've been in the same room as like some high, high execs, like, right. uh, like Warner brothers and, you know, stuff like that. Right. They didn't really know them, but, but they knew names. Right. So what we did at one point, we sent out a letter, we wrote a physical letter, uh, to a couple of people and, and it landed on, on their desk. Like these are high, these are high ups. Right. And one of them picked it up and, gave it to one of his uh, colleagues who was like still like beneath him, but still like the VP of like finance or something for Europe, you know, right. and he reached out to me and we, and he was just like, how can I help? And then after the conversation, he then introduced us to two other people. And one of those was the owner of a company that ended up buying us. Um, and like that, that's how, that's how random these opportunities can be. Yeah. Just like, taking a gamble and i think the physical letter that that's another idea i throw in the book at some point um i i, I think um yeah even i saw that cutting yeah. away from digital actually e even just sending a physical letter can be i mean like i say in the book like what the what's the what's the open rate of physical letters that land on your desk especially if there's like a handwritten um address on it i'd guarantee it's pretty near 100 percent. if i get high. that kind of letter yeah. i'm gonna open it yeah because i want to i want to know what's in it it's yeah. like unusual it's not a bill yeah you know it's it's a letter yeah and, and one of my old employees uh came back to me recently i'm um, looking for some advice because he's he's created a small agency digital web agency in london um great guy and um, companies, nerd cow. I'm just going to give him a shout out. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, and, but he then took my advice and, uh, or it took an idea of what we were, com we were conversing about, about the sending letters. And he, he wrote a handwritten letter to like the CEO of a large gaming company. Nice. And he's got a meeting out of it. <laughs> That's so cool. cool. And That's like, cool. how you, and you, you weren't like, I didn't tell him to do it. He just joined the dots. And, yeah. um, yeah, I think you're doing something different, right? You differentiate yourself. Yeah. Um, and like stuff can happen and be human, you know? Yeah. Like going back to the job search side, you know, you don't, if you send out a load of LinkedIn requests and say, have you got a, have you got a job for me? Can you hire me? You know, waste of time. You know? I, I think with LinkedIn, like you said, you can find potential employers and just reach out and ask for advice. Yeah. Say, say what your situation is and you're keen to learn and just getting an idea of, you know, what goes on in companies like your company. People like being asked for help. Well, you know, if you, if you're generally, yeah. um, you're not asking for a job. You're just asking, especially if it's something specific. Or? It's it's not. It's something like small ish, yeah. you know, and specific. I think most people, you know, if something they can do quickly, they would be happy to. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like the type of stuff I and, usually I usually start with something very simple, like literally, hey, hey John, how's everything going at whatever your company name is at Acme Widgets. <laughs> 
And I usually start with something as simple as yeah. that. And then that can go a lot of different directions. Um, maybe they say, oh, it's great. We're hiring, right? Maybe they say, um, yeah. you know, maybe they just say good. And you can tell they're not really that interested in, in chatting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like avoiding that hard pitch. Do you have a job? I need a job. Um, I yeah. think, you know, cause yeah, like these days, smell, smell the desperation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, you know, <laughs> most of the time I'm dealing with senior software developers that are in demand and, and have a, uh, a, a, a skill set they've developed over many years. Right. So it's, it's easy to say, you know, don't be desperate when you're not desperate because you have a great job and you're getting offers all the time. If you're on the flip side of that and you don't happen to have that skill set um, or it's early days with it, then it's, it's, I mean, I have empathy for that. It's like, how do you tell somebody like that? Don't be desperate when the reality is maybe they are, you know, and they're struggling with that. And yeah. it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a hard thing to, uh, to figure that out. Um, yeah, but never. you know, I, I think I, I've had that. Off, off the back of my book, I've had um, sort of people reaching out to me on LinkedIn and, and Twitter, which has been great because I've realized trying to help people is just like I said, you know, trying to help people is good for you. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it feels good, right? Yeah. And yeah, trying to coach people, I, again, I'm not an expert in this. I just, I know what I know and I know what I, I don't know. I would, it don't come to me for advice on how to ace, you know, technical interviews and stuff like that. Right. Because I've only like done one in my life and I failed it and right. still got offered the job. So I, I have right. no advice to give on that I'm side. horrible at interviews. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, and, but in terms of like thinking outside the box and just like reaching out to people, finding our ideas, then, you know, I, you know, can give, give advice and you can only yeah. give, you can just give people ideas and they've got to run with them. Right. Me. And like the first one of, one of my early, uh, employees who found me she was she was she'd kind of been working in a family company sort of digital kind of websites and stuff but she reached out with an incredibly short email and i think i put it in the book um it's uh kind of literally um like hey like it was like a one-liner like a two like it's like i i'm i'm looking for like I wondered if you're kind of hiring and if, if, if of interest, I can send through your CV, my CV, cause I'm, mm. cause I'm looking for different opportunities and that's all it needed. And as it happened, I was open to opportunities. I, yeah. I was a typical small business owner. I had no hiring strategy. Yeah. Really yeah. I was barely keeping things going. <laughs> yeah. Um, like when somebody drops in my lap, like a good person with a good attitude, it's like, yeah, let's talk. I need, I need help. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, it was amazing. And I think trying to encourage people to realize actually certain types of companies, certain business owners, you know, there, there are so many job opportunities out there that aren't advertised. There might even be job opportunities out there that even the, the owner doesn't realize, but if it you, might be a, like a, inbox, a partially, hello. it might be a partially formed thought yeah. that started in their mind yeah. at 8am this morning. It is only 25% yeah. complete. It doesn't exist anywhere. Right? Like that's, that's how it works. Yeah, in the exactly. world. Yeah. 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 So there's so, there are so many opportunities out there. If you just start conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah totally. 
Um, I sometimes sort of imagine like if I were starting over and I, and I knew what I know now, but had nothing, you know, I didn't have any network or anything like that. And just like starting fresh and trying to, you know, trying to hustle and, and build a career. And I imagine kind of how I would do it and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but it, it's, yeah, no, it's tough when you're, when you're starting fresh and, uh, everything's a lot easier when you have an existing network you have, um, which is one of the great things about LinkedIn is like, um, build your network, um, you know, try to maybe post some content and things like that. And then that, that's going to be, um, you know, something that, it, you know, it's going to be a resource that you can use throughout your career, you know? Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, there were lots yeah, of, sure. yeah, there were, um, there were lots of interesting uh, chapters. Something's making a sound at me. Um, there were there were a bunch of yeah, other interesting chapters. What's that? Table of contents in front of me. Oh, perfect. I haven't yeah. got the table of contents in front oh, of me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I need, to, need to find it. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think the other, the other thing is that like um, a lot of these skills, like in terms, like we think of in terms of like, how do I get a job or how do I job search? How do I do a resume? Like a lot of this, the skill, the underlying skills are generic skills, right? That can apply to uh, selling your product, finding an investor, finding a new customer, um, finding a job. They're all kind of like, I think it, it's good to think in terms of, um, you know, those underlying skill, almost like it's, it's almost like sales skills in, in a, in a very broad sense, yeah. in the sense that sales is just communicating with human beings and kind of solving problems kind of a deal. Um, and you know, those skills can be used in, in so many different ways. And even once you get the job, like I, like I did this talk once, once, um, like sales for developers. Um, and I just talked about like the importance mm -hmm. of like, you know, you might have to sell an idea within your company. You might be working on an open source project and you want to, um, uh, build the user base, right? Those are all kind of like, how do you, what do you want to call it? Sales, marketing, outreach, um, in, in increasing visibility for what you're doing. I see them all as being related, you know? And I think that like, we sh those are things we probably even if you're super technical like those are things you probably want to develop um not only when you're searching for a job but just throughout your whole like life cycle you know yeah it's true yeah um i think on well, link linkedin for me um so i've i've had like linkedin as LinkedIn and Twitter over the years have, have like brought me like loads of opportunities. Obviously I, like most of my book is about stuff that I know and, and actually, so I, I haven't had to go and search for a job very often. So it might seem bizarre that I'm writing. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what was is because I'm on the other side. That's what kind of stuck out to me about it, you know, and, and it's, 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 yeah a little bit unusual that you did it, but that's what I think is so cool about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, for me, I realized I had loads of stuff that, that really kind of makes people think and helps students. And I've got students jobs just by, I think there's examples in there, um, just through local companies. And again, 
these have been roles that haven't been advertised, but because they're people you know, I've managed to introduce them and, and they've, they've got roles. So it's things like that. Those are the things I wanted to share because I know, you know, I don't, I had no interest in, even if I felt like I was an expert at it, I have no interest in sharing how to write a CV tips or, you know, how to ace an interview totally. because there's loads of stuff out there already. Yeah. So part of this was kind of these, these personal experiences that I think do have a kind of like wider application. And yeah, I remember when I was starting out like freelancing, I managed, I got some great agency clients through Twitter, like I local agencies I just reached out to and, and they were like, when they had a freelancer that was local and looked like legit, they were like, great, like, let's talk. Like we've yeah. got projects for you. We, you know, we're struggling to find good people. Yeah. And that turned into like loads of repeat business, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and LinkedIn as well, like relating it to the startup side of things. Um, so one of my, my new ventures, like an ed tech thing, because I've been in teaching and working in apprenticeships and stuff, I've realized there's like an annoying need for some useful tools. Um, and I just feel compelled to try and solve it. Um, nice. but part of the, the outreach, I'm partly in, as Arvid Carl would say, who's a legend on, on Twitter, I'm kind of embedded already. I'm embedded in the, the market because I'm teaching an apprenticeship. So that's kind of a, an edge that I have. Mm. And I already know some people in the market. But actually using LinkedIn to find the relevant people I want to talk to is just so easy because you search for job titles and you find them so and you easy. connect with them. And you you can send them a little an initial message or not. I think this is another thing I've, I've said in my book. Some people say you should always send a reason to connect in, in yeah. the initial note, like why are you connecting? Yeah. Um, but frankly, it can be – I send loads that I just do blank Savior, um, savior. I the, the and, and then then I start the conversation. Yeah, the problem with the uh, the um, the initial message is that everybody puts something cookie cutter in there. Mm. So then it's then it's yeah. Not only is it yeah. meaning, not only is it meaningless, it's cringe. It's, cringe. it's worse than <laughs> if it was empty because now I know I'm part of yeah. some automation scheme that they're doing. And what I look yeah. at, well, I yeah. look what I look at, I look at the job title. You know, I look at the, I look at the photo, you know, if it's a not like, you know, some photos are really random, like some photos are nicer. Um, and that's what I look at, you know? And, and, um, yep. and so I, I'm, that's a huge thing to me. That's a very, it's a very small detail, but that's a huge thing to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think when I get connection requests, yeah, sometimes having a message, I'm more likely, I'm more intrigued by people that don't send a message because yeah, then I'll go and look, yeah. so why might you want to connect with me? Yeah. And then if it's like, oh, wow, they're local and yeah. they're, they're kind of in startups, right, cool, let's, like, let's chat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, it goes kind of, goes back to what you were saying of doing something that's not expected, right? Like the, the, the physical letter yeah. is not expected. Um, the LinkedIn request without a message is, is, it breaks the pattern, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and the other thing with, with the people on LinkedIn, I think when it comes to products and, and, you know, the business side of things, um, like the, the mom test by Rob Fitzpatrick, uh, mm -hmm. which is a, a pretty cool little read, but just the principles there about, you know, you, 
you need to basically the problem is when you when you ask people like what do they think of your idea um like you're just if you ask your mum like what do you think of my idea she's just gonna say oh yeah it's great oh and like if you ask <laughs> yeah. her like would you pay for this and it's oh yeah of course i think it's really good i definitely pay for it yeah but that's useless information yeah it's coming from your mum. yeah and she's gonna say whatever um but actually what you need to be doing with like talking to people about potentially if you want to launch a product and validate something is don't talk about the product it's just talk to them and talk about their problems and, and learn about their experiences. And right. I, I tried doing that with my initial round of outreach on LinkedIn with people in a particular space, ed education space. It was broadly speaking, it was like, I'm, so I'm, it helped that I was embedded. It helped that I'm in the same industry. And basically it was like, I'm, I'm looking kind of just reaching out to like share. I want to, you know, share experiences and, and sort of see how you how you're getting on with x y and z because i'm also doing it mm. um and i think i got incredible like i think out of i sent i sent that message to like 12 people and i got like seven or eight people responding positively and like you know had a few calls off the back of it mm -hmm. and you know mini a mini hit list of people that are potentially like you know pilot users yeah um and yeah, it's just, it's just knowing the angle and knowing how to start those conversations and without knowing that deliberately not, you're not selling. It's not about selling. Like yeah. you are, you should be just honestly kind of just exploring something, and, you know? And I think like good, good sale, like the word sales is just, it's, it's a, you know, salesperson is a funny title. It's a, it's um we associate yeah. a lot of negative things to, 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 you know, people that are set, like doing too hard of a pitch. But to me, good sales yeah. is exactly that. It's just simply talking to somebody about their problem as a human being, trying to understand it. And if you happen to have something that's a good solution, you go, Hey, here's a good solution. Um, and if you don't have something that's a good solution, you don't push it on them. Um, uh, so, yeah. so to me, that's like a, a great example of doing sales well, and you don't, you don't have to call it sales. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a semantics thing, but, but, um, but yeah, that's such a great yeah. approach, um, yeah. to launching, uh, to launching yeah. a product. I mean, yeah. the, so sales, sales was like something I hated on, when I was on agency side, uh, pitching and then not getting the pitch and yeah you know just trying to just trying to like oh we need this project you know please give us this project going back to the desperation thing right yeah 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 um and it's just yeah it's not a, not a good place to to be in um, yeah and i felt like i was never that guy i never i would end up selling i, I could be quite good at selling because i was the technical guy and they could tell I wasn't selling because I wasn't selling. I was like, well, this is what we do. And here's yeah. my advice. And, you know, this is a good option. This is not a good option. And I suppose, you know, in one respect, that is sales, but I never viewed myself as a salesman, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of the, one of those things. Yeah. Can you, um, can you talk at all about the, about the ed tech product or is it uh stealth mode? Yeah. So I have, so I have kind of announced the name. It's kind of out there, but I haven't got a website yet. Um, the so the 
the company is, is, is called Tressel, so T-R-E-S-L. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've linked to it from my Twitter account. There's, there's a Twitter handle for it, just as a placeholder. Um, and I did sneak a, I did a little, I, I sort of a little subtle launch on LinkedIn as well with a post, which I think is, is another, I'm kind of learning as I go along. Um, I kind of did it as a bit of a hook to kind of say, well, some people already know that I'm working on it because I've been talking to some people, but right. for the rest of you, oh, hey, like I've been working on this and like, and this is what we've been doing. And here's a little sneaky screenshot, but we haven't launched yet. But if you're kind of interested, drop a comment below and like I had a few people drop comments and now nice. I've got a little mini, they've created a little marketing list for me to, to hit when I launch. Um, <laughs> nice. um but, and it's good for me actually, because there's lots of people I know who are interested that I know in, in the, in the space, Yeah. but you know, I'm not, I'm not managing like a spreadsheet of contacts or hit lists. I'm, I'm not that organized, but when they flag up a comment on LinkedIn, I know I can go back to that and then re- reach out to them. But essentially the product is I'm going to launch, there are existing players in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is all to do with apprenticeships in the UK. It's UK oh, cool. specialist initially, but who knows? It might apply more broadly, longer term. Um, but apprenticeships in the UK is, is quite a big thing. The government's kind of behind it. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of different training companies and universities that offer apprenticeships. Mm-hmm. And they all do it differently, use different software. Um, so apprentices are employed by a company, but they get to do learning as they go. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and it can even be to degree level. So they can actually get a degree while they're studying and it's free, right? It gets mm-hmm. paid for them. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good deal. Yeah. So I actually teach part of my role at the university. I teach at is running these digital apprenticeship programs. Mm-hmm. But the software that's in the space is very enterprisey, right? It's, it's classic. Kind of, you go onto their website and it's Blanky. a beautiful website with zero screenshots. Mm-hmm. Well, zero videos. It looks very pretty, but oh, there's okay. no sight of the product anywhere. And pricing, you know, obviously it's book here for a demo, right? Which is fine, I, you know. But it's very enterprise sales. They're pitching at larger, like universities, big kind of organizations. And actually, and I know from experience, some of the software is horrible. It is horrible for learners. It's horrible for teachers. And they sell to the executive teams who will never have to use it. Right. And I just don't like that. Oh, totally. And what, what I'm doing is we've kind of done a bit of clever engineering so that we'll be able to launch a very simple tool. So there's, there's maybe like five or six different tools that will be helpful for an apprenticeship program. We're going to launch one, a small tool, which will help let any student just register and they can fill in this custom form. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a c- compliance thing as well. So there's, so they have to do it somewhere at some point. Mm-hmm. So for the smaller training providers that don't have software, hoping this will be like a real win. Right. And we're going to launch it free and any student can sign up. You don't need to book a demo. The training provider doesn't need to sign up. So they can just point students to it and say, go and do it. Right. So is it like if I'm a company uh, and I, let's say I'm an agency, I'm a software development agency, and then I want to work with uh, apprentices through the government program. I, I need to have uh, a, a tool like this to get them onboarded, get all the forms, get everything set up is that so, is that the idea 
Well, it's the it's it's the train it's the training company that has the responsibility. Yeah, so it's the training company um, or the so university. There, so there's a. So they will be my target audience. Okay, training so a training company or university. So 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 a school of some sort that like yeah. okay yeah yeah. So like a university or a tra- just a training or a training like a boot camp. I'm not yeah. too familiar with. Tra- I mean, training company sounds like a, yeah like a broad. I don't I don't know the UK too well as far as the school no, system goes but it is what it is just like yeah they're like it's like a university but not right okay it's got it a, an independent private got it okay yeah, so kind of so, the, so the university or the, or the training company has to get this software set up so that they can have their students go work for companies as apprentices do and, yeah and all that kind of stuff yeah 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 basically, gotcha. basically. And, and they can like some training some providers some training companies they just use spreadsheets and stuff, right. which is which is actually sometimes better than the other software. Right. But what I want to do is kind of make it a lot easier for them. And the way I want to hack the market is by making this initial tool free and open. Right. And it will support some of the clever engineering we've done is by scraping all the data um, for all of the different apprenticeships that are out there. Mm-hmm. It's like over 700. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can launch to so basically say, well, look, this form, you can fill in a form for any of the 700 apprenticeships. We're going to launch with like all, all, all of the, they call them standards, mm-hmm. all of the templates. Okay. Um, and then we'll just see who uses it and what programs are on. And hopefully if, if we get like, if it gets word out, then you've got learners registering and using it then the idea is to get them to fill in in their profile who their training provider is, mm-hmm. right? And then that starts giving me a hit list of, of companies to talk to. Right. Um, and essentially, even if it doesn't go further than that, um, there will the other tools that we then want to develop will be chargeable and that will add more value. But this first tool, which will have value, we just want to put it out there for free. That's brilliant. We, I just want to yeah. make a noise, basically. That's a great um, idea. That's a great and that's idea. just my style. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. I love, I love, um, I love everything about that. I think anytime there's the, the existing, uh, incumbents are these enterprisey tools. Um, I remember when I was yeah. building, you know, my email SAS, it was similar. Like the, the, on the higher end of the market, you had the enterprisey options called a book a demo. And then the lower end of the market, you had these modules you could install that, were like a one-time purchase and they were, you know, they had some issues. So that yeah. little sweet spot in the middle, um, uh, I think is a, is a great, great way to do it. Um, that's cool, man. That's really neat. Are you have you having a good time with it? You having fun? Yeah, I love it. I'm impatient with it. Um, so I, I don't get to spend much time coding on it, but I've managed to get one of my, one of my students. I've actually managed to give like a little internship on it um oh cool it's paid i'm happy to say it's not, very meta not not amazing pay <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah 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 i love it and that's the other thing the great thing about teaching has been i've met so many great students yeah and like um they are they are potential future employees you know and, and partners and it, you know it's it's i love it i love the mix that's just doing one thing it's just so limiting you know but being able to 
cross-pollinate ideas from tech and education. That's so cool. And, you know, like twi tech Twitter and the creator economy. Yeah. You know, I, I love it. Um, but it, it's slow going, but I'm learning to be patient and just let it, it will happen. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's admittedly a side project at the moment. Yeah. Um, but you know, I want it, I want it to take off and I want it to get to a point, you know, can revenue generate and, you know, employ, employ the guy that's working on it now, you know, I want to, it'd be great to create a job. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to bootstrap it. it. This is the kind of thing I, 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 I haven't bootstrapped a, you know, like a SaaS, uh, kind of with monthly recurring revenue before. Yeah. Um, despite what my online persona might look like, um, you know, I haven't done that and I want to do that. It's a good uh, challenge. Even, even having sold, technically sold a startup, it had no revenue, right. you know, <laughs> we sold the tech. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a weird, as usual, I'm taking a really weird journey through everything, right. which is the story of my life, basically. <laughs> I feel like I take really weird journeys too. Um, I feel like I take really weird <laughs> paths to things. Um, have you, have you looked at the different no code like tools that are out there? The whole, there's this kind yeah. of this whole. Yeah. Funny you should say. Yeah. So actually, yeah. Um, so I've, I've been looking at bubble recently. Oh, cool. Um, actually for, I've, I introduced it to my students last week cause I'm running a module where nice. we have to build something. It's like a live, a live project. Yeah. Um, and I've always known that I really need to look at it. And so I ran a little live, I went through some of the lessons on bubble live in class and I recorded it and then I've kind of compressed it and put it up as a YouTube video. Nice. Um, and yeah, I think no code for me is, is so powerful. Bubble is like amazing cause you can just create anything. Yeah. The, you just got to balance it with the, the known limitations, right? Yeah. I mean, it's platform lock-in. Yeah. There's the, the, the kind of inevitable cost if you need to scale. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. And I think it, you know, there's loads of stories of non-technical founders being able to yeah. launch and, and scale it's, a successful business. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's fascinating. I, um, I had looked at bubble a little bit. I ran into, it seemed like it was complicated to do like really nice, simple layouts. Like I remember you had to kind of, it's been a while since I looked at it, but it didn't like responsive layouts. Like the layouts were like fixed width and stuff. Um, yeah. but I, yeah, um, that admittedly I haven't got deeper than, yeah. Cause I know it's drag and drop and you can kind of draw your forms yeah, and stuff. I'm right. not sure how there was responsiveness. Right. I've got that. But yeah. It, it probably does. Right. Yeah. But it's yeah. I got to dig for them. Knowing how to do it. I started, I've looked at, I like, I use Airtable a lot for, for different things. Oh, cool. Um, and I actually built a version of Commerce Hero with Airtable as the back end, and then the front end is like Laravel and stuff. And then, um, oh, nice. But my problem is, I, like, I get it. I get an MVP up. I get a lot of stuff up. And then when it comes to ongoing maintenance and improvement and optimization, I just don't do mm. it. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible at yeah. it. And so I've always wanted a pure <laughs> no code um, site for commerce hero. Mm. And I tried doing it. Um, there were some tools I tried maybe a year ago. 
Um, but there were too many limitations when it comes to creating like account logins and login user specific stuff. Mm -hmm. But recently I've been looking at one called softer, which is built out of Germany and it, and it's, it's all on top of Airtable, Um, and it has login features. It has edit like user specific editing, all sorts of stuff. I have run into a few limitations though, which might be deal breakers. I've been messing around with it. It's like, you'll get 90% of the way there. And then there'll be like this thing you need to do that you can't do. So I'm trying to uh, figure that out. But if I can get to the point where I can build that entire site and all my workflows, my entire business on no code, um, that'll be amazing. Like I'm really excited and, and the tools are getting better yeah. and better. Um, but that I'm really, it's weird. Cause like I, I've been a developer my whole life and then I kind of, yeah, I don't know, man, I lost steam on it and now I'm excited about the note. And if I could build the whole thing on, on, on it, um, that'll be, that'll be really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I can definitely relate to like the kind of losing steam thing on, I, I, I definitely, if, if I, if this was five years ago, I'd maybe be, and well, and it comes down to time as well. I'd probably be, I'd be trying to build this thing on my own. I still wanted to, yeah. right. But, um, I think it's been good. It's actually pretty healthy long term that, that somebody else is involved. Yeah. And I've had the opportunity to bring somebody in like really without having to, you know, splurge a load of investment. Um, but yeah, I, 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 as I've got older, I want to do things as efficiently as possible to the point of like not doing anything at all. Right. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so, mm -hmm, so I just want it to, I just want it to do everything I want it to do. Right. And, and, yeah. um, as quickly as possible. And, and it, like, interestingly through my learning and teaching as well. So I've been digging more into Laravel. So Laravel is pretty my main sort of stack. Yeah. If I was to, if somebody, anybody was to ask me. Um, cause PHP is my background. Yep. Um, but I've had to learn C sharp and .NET core as part of my teaching. Oh, okay. And what that has done for me is realize the, the kind of stuff that you can do with that framework. It then made me impatient and demanding of like, I wanted to do the same things with Laravel and it forced me to go and look for similar tooling that you could then do with Laravel. And, and more often than not, there was kind of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like cross pollinating ideas from, you know, being exposed to different concepts in, in different contexts, yeah. like can help you like supercharge stuff, but at like, you know, coming back to my wanting to do things as efficiently as possible, like that prof professional laziness is very real. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting more and more professionally lazy as I get older. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I still like code, right? Like, yeah. I still want to touch code yeah but i want it to do things quicker yeah 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 yeah, yeah. therein lies the rub um well cool man this is uh this is a lot of fun i appreciate you taking some time um anything you want to add before we uh wrap up any links you want to share anything like that no well no it's i mean it's great to great to have a chat um it's like i haven't done many if any of these kind of podcast before so it's good to just get stuff out of my brain you know uh just sort of sharing it yeah um if you are in searching for if anybody listening is looking for job search i mean you can check check me out on twitter that's where i hang out most and i am john jackson and then on my there's a profile link on there to the little ebook 
um, and yeah, just hit me up on, on DM or, or, or whatever. I'd love to, love to chat and meet new people. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next time.